Welcome to this edition of the Morning Coffee Break. My name is Albert Reno, and I'll be your host today. I'm joined with a very special guest today, uh, Daryl Major. He did a similar podcast with us uh, about a week ago. We're asked if he could join us again to discuss a little bit more about him being in MX Logistics, where he came from, and eventually where he is going. So without further pause, I am going to pass it over to Daryl. Daryl, welcome today. Well, thanks for having me, Albert. So when Albert first uh, discussed this with me and asked me to come on and, and talk about this topic, I really didn't know where to start. It's always good to start at the beginning. Yeah, it is, but I wasn't sure how far to go back. So after thinking about it, I decided to go back to high school when you would get called in for guidance counseling and they'd ask you, where do you see yourself in the future? Never had the answer. Why not? Really didn't know what path I wanted to take. I just couldn't really come up with one. Didn't that scare you? It made me nervous. It did. So what did you do about it? I, at the time, I put university and college on hold because I really didn't know what I'd be going there for. Do you think that happens a lot with a lot of people? I honestly do. I think there's a lot of people out there that probably were feeling the same as what I felt and they just don't share it, maybe. Good point. So me not having a path chosen Coming from a transportation family, I decided to try transportation. So you started off in transportation. Where did you start in transportation? I started uh, in the in the warehouse, unloading and loading trailers. Uh, occasionally going on the road as a driver assist because the uh, the transportation company I worked for they uh, specialized mostly in furniture. So there's a lot of hand bombing orders, which is breaking down the product and uh, taking it into the stores. So I got a, a good insight of what the drivers go through from day to day. So you really started at the bottom of transportation. Yeah. You were in it, you were loading trailers, you were unloading trailers, you were assisting on deliveries, so you essentially started at ground zero. Ground zero, even there was other jobs too that would get thrown at you sometimes, like cutting grass and shoveling snow. Yeah. So, uh, so where did you go from there? Well, I did that for some time and then there was an opportunity to move into the office. So what was going through your mind whenever you got presented this opportunity? You know, you, Let's say for an example, how long were you offloading and unloading trailers? I'd say probably a good, maybe not a full two years, but close to two years. So you felt comfortable then? Yeah, you, began, you started feeling comfortable. And So whenever your manager came out and just went right up to you and said, Hey Daryl, we got this opportunity in the office for you. What were you thinking? Well, at first you get a lot going through your mind. Well, me anyway, a lot going through your mind. Like, do I really want to take this? Do I want the extra responsibility? Is this really the path I want to follow? Because if for me anyway, you know, accepting something like that, it's like basically this is my career path now. Okay, so what was the position in the office? It was assisting the evening dispatch at the beginning. So you would be uh, checking in the drivers, uh, finishing up their days, telling the drivers what their run would be for the next day, and kind of overseeing the warehouse. So were you working on days before, and now they're asking you to transition to nights? Yeah, I was doing a day shift, so I'd be rolling over to an evening shift. That's hard on the system. You know, I thought it was going to be at first, but, you know, 2 to 10 sounded like a pretty nice shift oh. when you're a young guy. Oh, it is. I love that shift. So well, let's step back. So they asked you to come on board. Did you have a decision right away? I pretty well let them know right away. I pondered it for... I'd say probably about a day maybe, and then I let them know, yeah, this is something I, I want to try. Okay. I so had a, a great mentor actually on that shift at that time training me too. So now you start on that shift. You've got a great mentor. 
What did he teach you? Now the gentleman taught me the uh, ins and outs of transportation. I mean, I also had my dad in the background too that gave me some good pointers before I went into that shift, kind of what to expect. But the uh, the gentleman or mentor at the time, he uh, walked me through basically everything that you would need to know to, you know, running that shift. And he gave me some great pointers. Whenever this mentor would, would put his knowledge on to you, did you feel it important to listen to every word he said? And did you agree with everything he said? Oh yeah, I did. Well, for sure, because at the time going in, you're green, right? I didn't know really anything about it. So everything that he was feeding to me, you're trying to absorb just like a sponge. So you would then say that the one thing about having a mentor is you have to keep an open mind. Yes, for sure. Okay. I, I think, anyway. Very good. So you're in this evening position. You've got a couple mentors teaching you. Was there something next? Like what was happening? Well, there was a brief time when actually this mentor that uh, I was working beside decided that he wanted to take a different career path for a change. And I was left with that actual responsibility of doing that shift as the supervisor. I did that for maybe about a year or two. And then I was presented with the opportunity to come on to a day shift assisting dispatch during the days, which was a, a big jump. Why do you think they approached you? I think it was just because the, uh, the experience that I had and seeing the work that I was doing, they seemed quite pleased with it and they decided to promote within the company. Okay. So they, they present this to you. Again, what was going through your mind at this point? Were you nervous? Were you, I was, what were you feeling? I was nervous at the time, but yet excited because I did my time on the evening shift and I, I felt it was time to, to move on to a, to a day shift. Okay. So you move on to the day shift. So assisting dispatch, which basically I already kind of had some of the insight on it because starting at two, you work with these gentlemen for a short period of time because they would prepare you for the evening shift. Mm -hmm. So you kind of had part of the, uh, the idea of what, you know, the procedures need to be followed during the day. And uh, being that you were there with two other gentlemen dispatching at the same time, it wasn't too overwhelming at the time. So you, you had a good support network? Good support network, yes. Okay. Yeah. Did that for, uh, oh geez, I honestly don't remember exactly how many years. I, I won't say a number because I don't know the exact number. But then I was presented basically with the lead dispatch job. So uh, management. Yes. And uh, at that time, I would be training an, a new guy alongside with me at the same time. That's a lot of responsibilities for someone who didn't know where they were going in life. Yeah, that was a bit scary at first. How so? Well, it's just because two of your, your key pieces weren't there right now at that moment. And you're new, still relatively young. How young? I would have been in my mid-twenties probably. So mid-twenties, and I'm going to stress this fact, you know, you didn't know where you were going. You're mid-twenties, so 25, let's say, 26. Yeah. The company you're working for is well-established, has been around for a while. Yes. And suddenly they present to you a dispatch management position at 25. Well, yeah, give or take, maybe a few years old. Mid-twenties. Yeah, mid-twenties. Wow, that's a huge responsibility for someone so young. Quite a bit of responsibility. I mean, the uh, the owner of the company at the time did have a couple meetings with me and uh, assured me that they felt that I was ready. So that really actually took a, a fair amount of weight off your shoulders when you hear like, the owner of the company telling you that, right? No, no, definitely. So, but still, I mean, the nerves are still there because you're training somebody relatively new to the job too while still trying to do the job yourself. 
So how did you deal with that nervousness? Honestly, just dive right in it and start working. Kind of keep your mind off it and just focus on the task at hand. Like, this is what we have to do. The freight needs to get delivered. The freight needs to get picked up. We need to work as a team. I had uh, a very good mentor of mine tell me at the time, do not be afraid to rely on the driver. They know their runs. They know what they need to do. The drivers that I dealt with were excellent drivers. They knew the company inside and out themselves, what needed to be done. And just being honest with them, you know, like, this is what we need to do today, guys. Let's work together to get it done. So you relied heavily on the drivers that had a previous manager. You took their insight. You respected their insight. You didn't go in there with your own ideologies. You didn't go in there and start dictating right away. This is how things are going to be done. You went in with a measure of respect. How did that work? I found it worked good because they respected you back, right? They look at you, okay, this guy, we know where he come from. He's been here for a while. And uh, they see that, okay, he wants to work with us and we need to get the job done. He's not trying to come in and point fingers and say that we got to change all this and do it this way. Subconsciously, is that how you would perceive a good manager, a good supervisor? I would. You have to rely on the team around you because if you don't have the team working for you around you, you have nothing. That's right. You're going to hit problems. You're going to hit roadblocks. Great point. So your supervisor dispatch, how long? Oh, I did that. Uh, well, I stayed in that basically lead dispatch supervisor role up until 2010. What happened in 2010? 2010, I had a few things going on personal uh, in my life, and it was time for a change. So I decided to reach out to Minimax and see if they had any uh, job opening uh, opportunities here. And I was fortunate that they did. Now you reached out to Minimax. I reached out to Minimax. Yes. Who did you reach out to? Operations manager, president? I reached out to uh, a gentleman that I had worked with before at the, uh, the previous company that I knew was working here. And I believe he was in operations manager at the time. Okay. And he pointed me in the, the direction of the person that I needed to meet with and had two meetings. And I actually wasn't even out of the parking lot yet when he called me to say, basically say I had the job. So what went through your mind then? I mean, let's, let's just pause here and look at the complexity of this. Your dispatch supervisor at your old position, you've been excelling from the sounds of it since high school at this mm -hmm. position. And now you're jumping ship. You're, go you're going to work for somebody else. Now, I'm not going to ask you about the background, because if you wanted to talk about the background, you would have. But what's going through your mind right now? So essentially, you're, you're leaving one company right now, and you're going into this unknown new position. Yeah, for sure. And it was, I'll be honest, it was scary at the time. That it was nerve-wracking. I had a couple people that I talked things over with. Basically told me, you know, not to be worried with the experience that I had. I should have nothing to be, be worried about. I mean, that's easier said than done, obviously. But also in, in, in the back of my mind, like after talking it over with uh, my wife, I was excited about this new chapter of my life too. So it's a new venture for you, basically. Yeah, it was. And in, uh, in the back of my mind, walking in on, on day one, I was like, all right, telling myself. I've worked in transportation. For this many years, I've got a, a good feeling about this, and uh, there should be nothing to, to worry about. Okay, so what was the position? Dispatch. So it was dispatch? Yes, it was dispatch. 
Okay. Uh, after sitting in Minimax with a few days in dispatch with the guys, I'd go home to uh, my wife and say, you know what? Yeah, I know dispatch. I've did it for a while. This is different. Why? How so? Because it was going from a furniture company to basically a cartridge company that would move anything, any kind of skidded product. So there's a learning curve. There was a learning curve. Who did you rely on to teach you? I relied on the uh, the boys in dispatch that I worked with here to guide me away, along the way and show me the new ropes, basically, of this style of dispatching versus a, fur- a furniture style of dispatching. Okay, so you kept an open mind. You learned from the people here, so you would call them your mentors then. Yeah. For this new venture. For this new adventure, yes. Okay, so I know where you ended up. So this isn't the end of your story. No, the story doesn't end there. I dispatched uh, with Minimax for about five years and then I was presented the opportunity to be the supervisor of dispatch at Minimax now. So another management position. Yeah, another management position. This is incredible, right? You didn't know where you were going in life. Excuse the expression, I'm going to be harsh. You had no idea, you were venturing into the unknown and now you've been presented with two very important management positions. No college, no university. No college, no university. Okay, so you took it. I took it, absolutely. I mean, I'm always up for a challenge. I, I don't like to say no, I like advancement. And uh, yeah, so I took it, and I think I did quite well with it. I mean, management higher than me seemed happy with how I was doing. And then uh, I decided in the back of my mind, it was just becoming time for another change again. Why? Some Someone who didn't know what they were doing all of a sudden now wants to change. Why? It's, I kind of just seen an opportunity somewhere else that was really tweaking my interest and wanting to try that new challenge. And there was a few things going on in personal life that influenced that change probably somewhat more than if areas weren't happening. Okay. And uh, I decided to uh, take that change when it was actually somewhat presented to me. And it's just funny the way things happen. And that was presented to me and I was kind of thinking it at the same time and I decided I want to take that change to logistics. To logistics. So your change was coming out of a dispatch role in an asset-based company, meaning that they have equipment, going into a logistics company, non-asset-based, no equipment, relying on partner carriers instead of drivers. Were you scared? A little nervous, but really excited, kind of like I said mentioned a while ago. I like challenge and seeing this MX Logistics Starting from the ground up, I really wanted to take that adventure and uh, and see where we could go with it. But you had no experience? No experience in the logistics side of it, no. How do you feel now? I still feel great. Loving every minute of it. What helped you along the way? I mean, you're making this huge transition, right? And I know, but the viewers don't know. So, who did you rely on? Who trained you? That would be you, Albert. You are right, but... I kind of want to know what questions came about. Let our viewers know how very much different it was. You're going from where you can control the freight to now you're at the mercy of somebody else, somebody else's driver, somebody else's dispatch. What tools did you have in place to help you deal with that? Who did you have as resources? Well, honestly, I mean, I I figured going into it with the experience I had from being dispatch supervisor twice and uh, the experience of just working my way through the transportation ranks, right? Right from loading the trailers to seeing what the drivers go through to the dispatch, 
I mean, never really doing the customer service side of it, but even in dispatch, you do have some customer service tops you do take care of and know how to handle. But I mean, when you've got 50 drivers calling you, you don't always have time to go in depth to follow through on correcting an issue in customer service. And that's why customer service is there. So you still have that background bit. You have the dispatch background. And I just figured going into it that I would have a good feeling that I could do this. And So you've been enjoying it? I've been enjoying every minute of it. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, I mean, a big part of enjoying it too, Albert, is working with you, obviously. And uh, the knowledge that you have that you've been able to help me in areas where I didn't have that knowledge. So now putting it all together, I mean, every day moving forward just feels like we got a better handle on it. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. So, where are you going? Well, kind of like we said uh, on the uh, previous podcast, I'd, I'd like to eventually see myself, once we have more of an established team, uh, working with the uh, carrier relations. From nothing. With no clear avenue of where you're going. Let's talk to those people out there that don't have a clear idea of where they're going. They're in high school, maybe they've taken a few college courses, and they're in the same spot where you were so many years ago. Scared of the unknown. Peer pressure, guidance counselors telling them they have to know what they want to do. And at the end of it all, not knowing what to do. What advice would you have for them? Uh, I would honestly say, Albert, uh, you know, don't be afraid of not knowing your path. Sometimes you got to just let your path find you. Very good point. Don't be afraid of the unknown. Sure, at first, it is pretty scary. Imagine the explorers of the new world. Whenever they set sail, they didn't know where they were going. They didn't know where their course was going to take them. But they embraced it. They took a leap of faith. They opened their sails, and they let the wind take them. And they discovered the new world. I'd like to say this was a great session. Daryl, you really pointed out many great topics. One of the most important lessons that we can take from today, don't be afraid of not knowing. As in Daryl's experience, he didn't know. And look what he accomplished in such a short amount of time. So, open your sails. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Daryl. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Until next time.